like to thank you for joining us for another episode of Looking to Jesus. As usual, my name is John Hines. I preach for the North Ridgeville Church of Christ, which is southwest of Cleveland. You can visit our website at nrcoc.net. I'm joined by Daniel Sanders. Hello, Daniel. You're offering a plug before I can even get mine in? Wow. Take your medicine. Huh. My name is Daniel Sanders. <laughs> A preacher for the Norwalk Church of Christ. We're located. Uh, what are you north of anyway? Uh, we're north of we're north of Columbus. Okay, that's better. Uh, but we're south of Cedar Point, south of Lake Erie, about fifteen minutes. We are located almost right in the middle, smack dab in the middle between Toledo and Cleveland, Ohio. There you go. How are you doing, Daniel? You doing all right? Feeling a little spunky today. I have the heck. You got. You yeah. are too. Yeah, I'm Big feeling, feeling a little ornery, so this might be an interesting episode. We, we have been talking in our past episodes about different ways that God's people, how they were referred to. Well, let's see, we've talked about sheep. We talked about saints. Citizens. We talked about citizens. And that now we're on the next one today and on now, members. And now we're going to talk about being a member today. And the idea of member membership, he, he, actually, I preached from Nehemiah this past Sunday and talked a little bit about what does it mean to be a member. And we're not I'm not re, rehashing that lesson, by the way, but do feel free to check it out in rcoc.net. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, one of the in thinking about memberships, like you got membership all over. It's like I got a Netflix subscription. People have gym memberships, not me. Uh, people have membership at Costco. People got membership at whatever club. They got we got more memberships than we can shake a stick at. Oh yeah. Well, sometimes people, you know, when we think about, and I will say in that lesson, I made the point: What do you have to do to have a gym membership? What do you have to do to have a Costco membership? What do you have to do to have a Netflix membership? You only got to do one thing. What is it? Yeah, purchase. You got to pay the money, pay yeah. the fees, pay the dues. They don't care if you actually go to the gym. They don't care if you actually go to Costco. I mean, sure, they would like for you to. Um, but just as long as you pay the fees. Well, I, I remember there is someone came to church one time and they asked a question. They said, was I they asked if I was a member of the church. And I said, yes. And they said, are you an active member? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I'm a member. Members are active. That's what they're supposed to be. But in denominations, they're not. I remember seeing an ad in a newspaper and this ad, and it was being put out by some Baptist church somewhere. And the, the little blurb said, if you would like to remain on our role, on our, our members role, then please send your tithes in by October 1st, whatever year. Very similar with another, with another, with the Catholic church. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and it's like, if you, haven't, if you haven't been there in a while, what do they do? They'll send the envelope to you and say, well, yeah. we want your money to be able to kind of keep yourself here as, as associated. And with they're treating us. the church like a Netflix subscription. They don't care Pretty if you much. actually use it, yeah. but as long as you keep paying your dues, well, then they'll let you be a member. It's like that's not how the church is supposed to be, that, that we're supposed to be. We are members of the body. Now, the first question, okay, to get into what we're going to talk about. And you can tell we're well, we're heavy on the rant this week. <laughs> Sometimes people think, "Oh, well, where does it say I have to be a member?" Yeah, that's and, a, and they'll they'll question the whole idea of membership. It's a good question because you know some people will ask that. I was just when we were having that discussion. You know, I I've, I grew up. I remember one time when my dad was trying out at a congregation, and it was well, 
who are you? Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm Sue Smith and I, I'm a member at this congregation, but I attend here or I go here to, to, to John Jones. I'm a, I'm a member at this kind at a different congregation, but I attend here. And yeah, there were so many different kind con- uh, people that were saying such things. And I remember having that conversation where he's like, where's your thought on, on church membership? Where is it that right. you can be able to try to think that, well, I'm, I'm a member here. I mean, when we go visit someplace, we'll go and attend somewhere else, but right. we don't, you know, we, somebody might ask us about where we are a member at, but we see there's a responsibility to be able to attend, to be able to support our right. local church that we yep. say we're members of. And it's not just monetarily, as you were pointing out, it's an activeness and that ability to be active means I am to be involved with my church. Does it mean sometimes where we might have to contribute and being able to give on the first day of the week? Yes, but there's much more. There's the, there, yeah. It's not just that being the only thing or the most important thing. There's so much more of us needing to be active in our work. I think Hebrews eleven six points out that we are to diligently seek God, which that inquires us and requires us to be active to be able to be seeking and pleasing God. I, I will say, and pardon, now I, I'm going to rant about it. This is a side rant, okay? People have side hustles. I have side rants. <laughs> And the idea of giving, people are trying to take giving out of church. They're trying to make giving so that it's not a part of worship. Yeah. And it's like you are giving to the Lord and you're giving to support the gospel. You're giving to support the work, just like in the Old Testament when they did give tithes to support the Levites. Right. Okay. So it is a part of the work, but it's only a part of the work. It just floors me when people are like, oh, where where does it say I have to be a member? I, I just put in. In a concordance, I looked up the word member or members. The Either one of those words, they show up 38 times in the New Testament. Okay, so when people come and they say, oh, where does this have to 38 times. Yeah. Talks about members. Now, I know sometimes it's not, it's not talking about the local work, but sometimes it is. And so one of the places when we think about, is it scriptural to be a member? What we're really talking about, this is in Acts chapter 9. In Acts chapter 9, of course, it's the account of Saul's on the Damascus Road, right? Sees the Lord, speaks to the Lord, witnesses the Lord, three days fasting. Ananias comes in, why tarriest thou? Rise and be baptized. He speaks about that later on, Saul does, but this is the account. Okay, he's baptized, verse 18. Acts 9, verse 18, he rose and he was baptized. Okay. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Okay, he's a part of the church. The Lord has added him to the church. Okay, so now he spent some days in Damascus with the disciples. And I think you can tell from Galatians how much time he spent there, but he spent some days there. Okay, so immediately he preaches Christ in the synagogue. So he's busy. He He's like, he's busy. Verse 23 After many days were passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. The plot became known to Saul. Okay, the disciples took him by night, let him down through the wall in a large basket. Verse 26, and when Saul had come to Jerusalem. All right, so let's pause right there. He's already a Christian, right? Right. He's already a Christian. He, he's already been 
been active. But when he comes to Jerusalem, what he does is he tries to join the disciples, it says. He tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, did not believe that he was a disciple. Barnabas takes him, comes to the apostles, talks about what he's done. All right, That word for join there, that's the word for glue. That's what that word there is. Verse 28, he was with them in Jerusalem coming in and going out. That concept, that's what we're talking about. Before, he was with the disciples in Damascus. Now he's trying to join the disciples in Jerusalem. We're not saying he wasn't a Christian before, but where was he working? What group was he a part of? Before he's in Damascus, now he's he's come to Jerusalem. You could also talk about that vetting process because the apostles, they don't just they don't just welcome him in right away. Right. Uh, and understandably so, because they knew what he'd been doing. Exactly. So they thought it was probably some sort of trick, some sort of shenanigans, whatever. And Barnabas, right, the son of encouragement, says what he says. And so then Saul, later on Paul, he's going to be with them. He's, he's there coming in and going out. That's what it is. He glued himself. He was a part of that work. That That's what membership is. Okay, so this idea of, uh, where does it say, that this is what we're talking about, that, that we need to be a member, and, and as we're going to see, we need to be a member of the local church. Yeah. When we think about the autonomy of the church, and that's, that's a whole other lesson, but the very fact that you have the autonomy of a church, I think you can imply that calls for a member, that calls for membership in the local church. Yeah, it does. You, you know, the whole idea of, well, I'm going to attend one place but be a member someplace else. How are you a member elsewhere? Right. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. You know, you, we, you know, again, we can go and visit different congregations. We can be able to see other brethren, no problem. But our first responsibility when it comes to that membership is to our local membership, our local church that we are a part of. You know, one of the things you're you're there in Acts. If you go just a little bit ahead into Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty eight. You wanted me to read all the way from that chapter to chapter twenty. Carry on, carry on. All my sermons on Sunday night have been right there from Acts nine to Acts chapter twenty so far. So toot toot. <laughs> anyway, when Paul's sign when, your own Bible. When, 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 when Paul is there with the uh, the Ephesian elders in yeah. Acts twenty, verse twenty eight, right. he says. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to shepherd the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Again, he called for which elders? He called the Ephesian elders to be able to oversee the Ephesian work as well. Not the Colossian elders, not the Philippian elders. It's not this pyramid (laughs) scheme or this, you know, the The head bishops over all of Yeah, and like, we see nah. some, you know, sometimes even uh, even within the church, we see that 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 trying to be kind of uh, uh, thought of or try to be tempted or try to try to be pursued in some sort of way at times, where they want to be able, someone wants to be head over all the elders, and then, well, I'm I'm also head over these other, you know, try. It's almost similar to what we see in denominational churches. That's how the Catholic Church started when you started having local shepherds relinquishing their work to a head bishop. Yeah. That's how the Catholic Church started. But yeah, your verse about, you know, and what what's the language there? There in Acts is it Acts 20? 20 verse 28, therefore take heed yourselves unto all the flock which among the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So you have the shepherds and you have the flock. Yeah. And that's their flock. 
And as you have that flock, those flocks have their shepherds. Right. And you make the same point in First Peter chapter 5. The elders are among you, I exhort, shepherd the flock of God which is among you, serving as overseers. Elders have no authority over, over sheep in another flock. Right. Because they have no control. Each shepherd had their own uh, flock to watch yeah. out for, yeah. to tend for, and to yeah. care for, and then okay, someone else might have something else, right, to be able to look over and to be able, you know, can you be able to point out maybe there's something, there's some concern, yeah, but to be able to kind of yeah. step in and, 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 and take when, control right. of it, and, and is, when, is an issue when people travel or when people move, things like that, like when Saul went, goes from Damascus down to Jerusalem, it's like okay. It's not wrong to ask questions. Hey, where have you come from? Right. Is there something going on there that you're running from? Are you, and people use that phrase, member in good standing, but what we're really talking about is, is there sin? Yeah. Is there sin involved that you're trying to run from? Is there something we need to be concerned about? Because we're supposed to be careful, right? Yeah. By your By their fruits, you'll know them. Beware of sheep and, or beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. You know, you have all yeah, those, we those have the, concepts. We have the responsibility. Uh, yeah. the, the elders have the responsibility of caring for the Lord's church. When there's congregations that are not able to have elders, well, we still have a, uh, you know, a quote unquote vetting process. Sure. I mean, you, you, what you may be doing over there at North Ridgeville is probably different than what we might do. I mean, you know, but we're what we're trying to do is making sure that members are in yeah. good standing. Everything's right. good. The work still has to be and done. The work has the to work still has be, has done. be done. Exactly. And what we're talking about is the local work exactly. still has to be done. So I think that kind of answers the question, is it scriptural being a member? And I think those concepts answer that question sufficiently for anyone who's honest. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why people get, I don't know why people got to get up in arms about being a member. Um, I have a feeling, and, and we might come back to that accountability thing towards the end, because I know what we're going to talk about next time. Because next time we're going to talk about disciples. Right. That God's people are disciples. Um, so we'll, we'll come back to that, but I think it answers the question it, it, and it's, it's a scriptural idea. We are called to be members of the body. Yeah. And as the body, I understand sometimes the body is speaking about universal things, but other times, as we'll see, it's speaking locally and we're called to be local members. All right. So the second question I have is, okay, so how do you become a member? I know how you become a Costco member. I know how you become a Netflix member. I know, I know all that. So do you just pay your dues? Is that how you become a member? No. <laughs> One way we've already seen, Paul was already a, uh, already a Christian. He tries to join the disciples. I'd also like to point out, the church in Jerusalem, you, you know, when someone moves into an area like, like I just moved to North Ridgeville, the church in North Ridgeville did not have to track me down and say, hey, you know where you're supposed to be on Sunday, right? <laughs> it's like, no. When you move to an area, you should take responsibility you and join yourself and let the church know, I want to be a part of this work. I yep. want to be a member here. So you have that concept. So that's, that's one way that you become a member. If you're already a Christian, you go to the church, go to the elders, go to whatever. Go to whoever you go. need to, and then you know, again, let them know. each church I want to be a part might of go about it in a different way, yeah. being able to, right. you know, the elders might have a discussion of things. Right. The members might have a discussion of things yeah. together to be able to. Right. Okay, you know, again, we go through the the the, the, the again. I, I, 
nothing else can come to mind except for the vetting process yeah. of everything, just to make sure that everything's Just checking good. P's and Q's, yes. make sure everything's... You know, we want to make sure there's no issues or nothing with that. Yeah. It's not trying to be wrong. It's not trying to be mean or try to uh, make uh, make somebody yeah. ashamed of anything. Right. It's just to make sure that everything's in good standing with the church. I remember one of those times we had a gentleman move up from, from Southern State and said well i attended here gave us the name of the congregation gave us the name of the preacher you know what i yeah. did i just went and called him said hey do you yeah. know brother so-and-so yeah there, there was okay yep there you know go. good standing everything he was good yeah. he was a, he was a, he was involved with the work right. he did these things okay great right that, that now now i knew someone or knew of someone in um in arkansas and this fella had been quote unquote a member of the local church for years, years and years and years and years and years. Now, now I have to explain why why I said quote unquote. It comes out at one point he had never been baptized. Uh, he never obeyed the gospel, and so that goes to another issue, namely, you know, Saul had already obeyed the gospel. So if if someone has not obeyed the gospel, then at a certain point you. At, at that point, you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. How do you become a member? It's not by paying dues. Jesus already paid that due. Right. <laughs> he went to the cross. He, he paid the price. What we do is we submit to his baptism and we are baptized into one body. We are baptized into the body. You know, the Lord adds to the church daily those who are being saved, and we become members as we are baptized. We're not like the denominations. At that point, we're not going to vote because, Daniel, if you're not a Christian, if you're not a Christian and you come forward Sunday morning over in North Ridgeville, if you come forward and and you say, I want to be baptized, I want to be baptized, I, I repent of my sins. I want to be baptized. We're not going to do a show of hands and say, well, does anyone have, does anyone know anything about Daniel that would prevent him from being baptized? He's already admitted he's a sinner. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's I, like, we know where you've come from. If you, if you haven't obeyed the gospel. That's a whole nother discussion that we could get and, into. And uh, just, you know, they're, what, they're, do we, what do we do when someone comes forward? What do we do? Well, if someone says I'm a sinner, I need to be baptized. I need to do that because we're trying to help out this member, the yeah. individual become yeah. a member of the Lord's body with everything. Yeah. Now, it's if it's a, like the Pharisees coming to John the Baptist, who are they were unrepentant, and he says, "Who warned you to flee from the wrath to come?" There are, and he wasn't going to just let anybody into the water. There are different circumstances yeah. where, as a, as one who has been involved with baptism before, there have been moments where I have. Said, let's discuss it further. You want to know if they understand repentance. If they understand why they're doing this. You know, that's one of the things that I ask. Do you understand what it means to be a Christian? Yeah. You know, we talk about that transformation of everything. Right. When we become a member of the Lord's body, it's a transformation of everything. There's a change that we are to make in our life. And we're doing it because of that godly sorrow that produces repentance. No, I've had. Imagine you've probably had it before, where someone might have said, "Well, I'm doing it because my parents told me I need to." Right. Or, well, let's talk about that more. Yeah, there are different sure, circumstances sure. that yeah. we are to be aware of to be able to do this. But when someone comes forth and says, "I'm a sinner. I need to be baptized. I need to be part of the Lord's church. I need to make my life right." right. 
you can't deny them water. Right. I mean, what's to say? Are they, you don't know if they're going to be faithful to the next day or not? But they've done. Yeah. What they they said what know. they need to say. You you don't and know we, you don't know if they're going to be the rocky soil and fall away in times of temptation. You don't know if they're going to be the thorny soil and they're going to the cares of the world are going to choke it out. You don't know. Philip didn't know that if the Ethiopian eunuch, when he went on his way rejoicing, nah. if he remained faithful or not. Nope. But he was called to be able right. to go do those things, and he baptized that man that right. day. Yep, absolutely. And so that's how you become a member. If you're not a Christian, you're baptized into the body. Now, that doesn't mean Saul, again, when he left Damascus, he didn't have to be rebaptized in Jerusalem. Right. No, there's one faith, one Lord, one baptism. He was already a Christian, but he joined himself. Okay, so you have membership for the non-Christian. You have membership for someone who already is a Christian. You have those ideas. So since we're there in 1 Corinthians 12, and 1 Corinthians 12 kind of dovetails together with Ephesians 4, and I know, Daniel, you had Ephesians 4, good bit of good bit of notes on that. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as it speaks about it, verse 14, for in fact, the body is not one member, but many, if the foot should say, I'm not right. And we have this, you have this figure of the body and we are members of the body. Verse 18, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as he pleased. Now I will say the context of first Corinthians 12 are the spiritual gifts. Verse 28, God has appointed these in the church, apostles, prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, right? Gifts of healings, all those different gifts. Okay, he says, verse 30 or verse 31, earnestly desired the best gifts, yet I show you a more excellent way. And he's going to talk about love, faith, and hope. And so to just make the point, the context are the spiritual gifts. But within all of that, at verse 25, it says that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers... All the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. That idea of having the same care for one another and suffering when others suffer, rejoicing when others rejoice, that's sympathy. That's being moved by others, both whether it's good times or hard times. Okay, so yes, the context that the first layer of the onion is spiritual gifts. But why were the spiritual gifts given? It was for the equipping of the saints for the ministry of the work. It was for the work of the members. Okay, that's that's what it is. Because what we're dealing with, we're dealing with the question is, okay, what do members do? That's really what we're talking about. Or that's what we need to talk about. What do members do? Yeah. And because we don't have the gift of speaking in tongues anymore. No. We, you know, we don't, we don't, there, we don't have some of these different operations of everything and what Paul was talking about there, uh, as well, uh, in Ephesians four eleven through 16 talks about some of the different things, goes into a little bit more detail on the individual side of everything where, you know, some were given to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, as we look as well, uh, why were they given all these things? For the equipping of the saints. To yeah. be able to help the individuals together as a whole be able to grow together, be able to nourish it. Going along with what you were just saying just a moment ago about when w one member suffers, all the members suffer. You know, I, I think about as well the physical body. And 
you know, the, the ability that we have to be able to see the operation of everything. But for instance, and I've, I've made an illustration of it before, when that appendix ruptures. Wait, mine or yours? Either. <laughs> <laughs> when your appendix ruptures or when my appendix ruptures, not that it happened right now, but what happens? It hurts. The, and what happens? The whole body is focused on that right. pain. You know, when you have a, if you ever have an ingrown toenail before. Is this turning those, into a medical podcast? Yes, what? it is today. <laughs> well, if you got that, guess what? It hurts. It affects your efficiency of your body. I don't care. You're not able to walk with it. You know, both of us are big, burly guys, (laughs) right? I don't care how big you are. I don't care how burly you are. You know, when the Lord talked about if you you get a speck in your eye, it's like you've had had a speck in your eye before. Uh, Work comes to a stop. Yeah. And it's like, no, you got a problem. How big is that problem? Uh, It's not very big. But it'll bring it to your knees. It's enough to hinder you. It's like a pebble in the shoe. It's it's a splinter. It, it's all of these stepping on the Lego. That's a whole. That's a whole oh. different. Oh, we got Now we got to talk, talk about children honoring their parents by picking up their toys. But anyway, but the the idea of it's, it's like you're you're moved, and, yeah. and if something's wrong in the body, this figure of the body, if something's wrong in the body, then you you get it resolved. Right. You, you know, God, you know, of all the things that God hates, and by the way, God does hate certain things. In Proverbs, it talks about those things that are an abomination to him. And that list ends with those who sow discord among brethren. Well, the reason God hates that so much, because that's what we're talking about. We are members of one another. And we have been given those abilities to be able to help as members, yeah, yeah. being able to serve in those capacities. Right. We all have talents. We all have different abilities. Yes. And we're not talking about the spiritual gifts. No, we're not talking. Like, for instance, we have each of us have cultivated our skills a little bit more than maybe someone else. You know, you and I have different. I, I don't have you, any skills. You, uh, okay. <laughs> all right. Your sarcasm skill is really coming out today. But anyway. <laughs> um, Whatever so, the abilities are, the master who gives the talents, he gave to each one based on their abilities. Exactly. And those it, abilities are cultivated. There's different things. You could talk about nurture. You could talk about nature. You could talk about whatever. Yeah. People have different abilities. People have different maturities. Yeah. You don't expect someone who just became a Christian to have the same ability as someone who's been a Christian 20 years. Sadly, sometimes people who've been a Christian 20 years, according to Hebrews, by this time you ought to be teachers. You got to go back to the beginning. You got no ability because you haven't used your ability. You got to cultivate it, yeah. having your senses exercised to discern both good and evil. That goes so, back to that Hebrews eleven six that I mentioned at the beginning was, you know, we got to actively or diligently seek God. Right there, there, there is, it's living within us. It is something that we are to be able to continue to grow, nurture, take care of, and those skills, those abilities that we have to be able to serve God and be able to use those abilities to help serve, serve and worship God, but also help our fellow members be able to grow and develop, be in harmony with one another. Verse 16 of Ephesians 4, whom the whole body joined in it together, by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. That speaks about the individuality of each member and I, working right. in harmony. Being, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm, I, I know you can't see it, but I'm sitting here being able to move my hands, being able to talk, being able to breathe, being able to listen to what you're having to say. I have all those things working in harmony right now where I can be able to do those things and being able to effectively 
do those things with my own physical body, such as the same as the spiritual body. You're not comfortable with how much you gesticulate your your hand movements, all of your hand movements. You sit there, curling <laughs> the hands, flowing with the homies. You're, you're, a, hand, you're a hand waver. <laughs> you, you know, one of the first places where the Lord talks about the church is if, you're, if your brother sins against you, go to him. And if he hears you, you've gained your brother. If he doesn't hear you, take the witnesses. If he hears them, okay, well and good. If he doesn't hear them, bring it before the church. Yeah. And if he doesn't hear the church, let him be to you like a heathen and a tax collector. But that whole thing is really about membership. It's right. being members of one another, and you see the individual responsibility there. You see an individual responsibility, but you also see a collective responsibility. And actually, it's one of those places where you can show the difference between the individual and the church. Um, we've already seen it, actually. But anyway, but you can show it from that passage. And where it says, if he doesn't hear the church, let him be too. And I believe that you there is singular again. And so you're back to the individual. It's a church matter. But what are we? We are members individually. Yeah, We're members individual and we have an individual responsibility. Okay, so you have this this concept. Like I said, that verse there in Ephesians 4.16. Okay, what does what do the members do? Verse 15, speaking the truth in love. Mm -hmm. These things are given, verse 12, for the edifying. And that, that still goes on because the gifts were given to deliver God's will. Scripture, it was confirmation, revelation and confirmation. So now we have the Bible, we use it, we apply it, and we help others. That's what we're trying to do, to be those, those servants, special servants of the Lord. But anyway... Um, as we think about, okay, what does it mean to be a member? This is what it means. And there aren't special members here. Now, now I'll harp on that. We've been talking about, before we started recording, being special. It seems like, remember remember the old Saturday, Saturday Night Live skit with the church? Like, oh, isn't that special? You know, well, that's how some people are. Aren't they just special? But anyway, there aren't special members. There are members. And we are called to be members of one another. And so here we see the work. I wanted to think about the benefits. What what are the benefits? And and I think we'll see the benefits of being a member of a local church. I want to look in Hebrews for this point because one of one of the benefits is you're able to cultivate and have those good relationships with people locally. And you know when Jesus talked about there's no one who's left, and he talks about father and son, you know father and mother and who's left for me, and he says, now in this time, we'll find, and what he's speaking about, as it talks about, he will find fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters and all these things, and he's talking about these relationships, and that's what you have in the church. It's like, no, you have member, individual, you have members of a larger group. So in Hebrews, let me get over there to think about cultivating this this concept and actually let me pull my notes up here Daniel. i have it somewhere here it is look in hebrews chapter you know there in chapter three the first few verses it gives the it talks about verse six just as Mo, verse five moses was faithful in all his house verse six christ as a son over his own house whose house we are if we hold fast the confidence now i i think that house is that speaking universally or locally? I think it's speaking more universally there. 
is, and I think you can you can just tell from the context. But when you go further down in the same chapter, just for example, verse twelve: Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today. That idea of one another. That's what we're talking about. We are members of one another. And I'm thankful to have brethren all over the country and all over the world. Okay? I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful that, you know, on Facebook you can see stuff happening all over the place. Sometimes I feel like people post way too much stuff. But anyway, (laughs) chasing the rabbits. Um, Don't, you distracted me. Why did you distract me? Squirrel. I have a responsibility that exhort one another, all the one another passages, and there are a lot of one another passages. Does that happen universally or does that happen locally? And I would suggest it happens locally. Yeah. Um, and you just go through, you go through Hebrews, for example, the, again, there in chapter five, verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, well, who should they have been teaching? It's it's not talking about elsewhere. It's talking about the local work. Yeah, it's like yes, we're not individuals there with that. Yeah, we're not denying there is a universal. There is the church spoken of universally, but you have the local work, and that's how the church functions on, on this earth. Frankly, you look over in chapter ten, and just for time's sake, and there's so many passages in Hebrews. It's not even funny that you can show this, but in Hebrews chapter ten. Let us hold, verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. What is that talking about if it's not talking about locally? I don't know how, I don't know how you can be able to get anything else out of yeah. it except for speaking about locally there yeah the assembling of ourselves again not for saying the assembling of ourselves right. together yeah uh yeah it's, I, if you can come up with a different concept with that please let us know because uh, that speaks about the individual that speaks about my role yeah. locally there chapter 12 verse 12 therefore strengthen the hands which hang down and the feeble knees how does that happen outside of locally it's like, no, we're, we're talking about the local work, that these are the benefits of being a member, that you cultivate those relationships, you engage with one another, and we are members of one another. Here in chapter 13, look at verse 7. Now, this is going to go back to another point we already made. Chapter 13, verse 7, remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. And actually, a little bit later in verse 15, um, actually verse 17, Obey those who rule over you, and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Now, how does that happen if it's not locally? And it's like, and that goes to the your Acts passage about Paul calling the Ephesian elders, the Peter passage, shepherd the flock, which is among you. What was the, what was the Ephesian elders one? It was take heed, take heed to the flock. Yeah. And as shepherds have their sheep, sheep have their shepherds. And there's this accountability. It goes back to what that lesson was a few weeks ago on sheep. Is My it? lesson or your lesson? Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Podcast. Sorry. Yeah, the, podca- sorry, sorry. the podcast, the discussion. There you go. There we go. It was a special discussion. A today. special discussion. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Uh, 
Yeah. So, uh, um, the discussion on sheep, they know the voice of their shepherd. Yeah. You know, you can have all these different people calling the same command, but they don't answer. But when they hear the voice of the shepherd, that local one, that the one that they're associated with, they're able to hear that voice and be able to follow. It goes along with what we're what we're talking about as well. Yeah. Daniel, you couldn't see this. You couldn't see this at home because obviously this is a podcast, but he just held up a sign that said special people. And it's what first Peter that talks about. We are God's own special people, depending on what translation yep. you use. Holy sanctified. We were talking about that in our last, that, that word for special. That's where the King James used the word peculiar and it's not speaking. It doesn't use the word special. Like, isn't that special? It means that we belong to God. It is a unique relationship, and we are members, and that's why we say, like we spoke about saints, how do, how do denominations look at sainthood? Well, there's regular members, and then there's, oh, there's the venerated, there's the venerable, and then you eventually, it's like, no, we're saints, and we are members. So there are not special members in the typical sense of the word special today, but all the members and all Christians, all saints, all sheep are God's own special people. We are different. We belong to the Lord. And what we're thinking about right now is just on a local level, because I think that this this discussion about membership is really where you see locally that yeah. that emphasis yeah. of, of locality. And this Hebrews passage, obey those who rule over you, it's one of the benefits of being a member. Elders have a responsibility. Individuals have a responsibility, as we've already mentioned from the Matthew passage, if your brother sins against you. Okay, so what we're talking about is individuals and the body. One of the benefits of being a member of the body is that the body and its parts are looking out for your soul. And that's one of the benefits. And when people say, oh, well, I don't want to be a member here. Are you submitting, isn't it earlier? Yeah, earlier in Hebrews. Oh, where's the verse I'm looking for, Daniel? I know it's, or maybe it's, no, but it's in Peter, where it talks, says, let all of you submit to one another. Doesn't it? Uh, there's First Peter 5. First Peter 5. Submit to those who Submit rule. to your elders. Yes, all of you be, yeah, Chapter 5, verse 5, First Peter. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. How does that happen outside of local? Yeah. It's like, that, that's what we're called to do. Because when when you th- sit there and think about it, even in just in general in the world today, if you've got someone that is a distance, a ways away from you, that's right. supposed to be in charge of you, right. you know, logistically far away from you, right. you're not going to listen to them. Right. Versus... You're going to listen to someone who's going to be more direct over you. That's going to be closer to you logistically. Right. You're going to listen to what they have to say. You're going to, you know, take heed to what they say a little bit more. So, yep. you know, again, we see that speaking about in a local sense, in in a logistically right there. Yep. Amongst ourselves, with that. One other one other thing, and there's probably I'm sure there's other benefits of being a member. One other thing I wanted to mention. And this is First Timothy. Chapter 5. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, in the discussion about, about widows, and you have those who are true widows, those who are not true widows. And one of the phrases that is used here 
is there in verse 9. Do not let a widow under 60 years old be taken into the number. Granted, I understand it's speaking more about um, ongoing benevolence. But when we think about benevolence, benevolence happens locally. Now, granted, there may be times like when the gifts, you know, Judean, or when you had Gentile churches that were sending, right, to the, for the Judean saints, things like that. But even as they sent it to Jerusalem, that gift, it was put into the hands of the elders, and then the elders distributed local work. That's You, you see that locality again. Yeah. And so when it comes to benevolence, and we think about, I don't know, this is not a, I won't start a whole nother rant. Squirrel. Let me ask you, Daniel, do you think... Do you think the church, do you think church is, I'll just tell you what I think. I'll stop being vague. I think churches do not recognize or do not apply the concept of benevolence. It's like if a member is suffering, if a member, what what I see anymore is everyone is so, is so quick and they've been this way for 10 years to start a GoFundMe. And it's like, go fund me this, go fund me that, you know, and if anything happens, it's go fund me. It's like, this is why the church was built the way it was built. When those saints in Jerusalem needed help, a call went out and Agabus, the prophet, is up in Antioch. He says, there's going to be a famine and we need to get ready, not just for ourselves. He says, it's going to affect the whole world, but there's going to be saints in other places who are going to need our help. And that's how the Lord built the church. When we think about evangelism, edification, and benevolence, you get into what's the benefit of being a member. We get built up, we get admonished, we get exhorted, we get encouraged. And there may be times where, like if someone is a true widow, who had the responsibility, if she doesn't have any family, then who is it who helps? It's the church to be able to try to help out with these different things from time to time. And it's the local church. Yeah. And that concept of being a member, if someone says, oh, well, I'm not a member of the body here. Well, where are you a member at? You know, you used in our in our intro, you talked about someone who was attending one place, but they were a member someplace else. Yeah. Well, who had the responsibility if they fell on hard times or who had the opportunity, whatever you want to say? If they came to the church and said, oh, I, I need help. Yeah. Well, you have, you'd have you know what one. I would say if they said, I'm not a member here, I'm a member elsewhere? And if they came and they said, I need, what, what we need ha- help. What, what would happen with that? Well, like you said, one of them, would, the church where they were attending at, not members at, well, you need to go talk to your local church. That's you right. talk to the local church and they're like, you haven't been attending here. Where, what, is everything okay? Well, I've been attending elsewhere, because, but I'm a member here. Uh-huh. That, that, that's Something's not, broken. Yeah. <laughs> that's, not how this, broken. that's not how this works with everything. Right. Uh, we see there are uh, there are benefits, and it's not trying to say that the church is going to be you know our own personal piggy bank no. with everything. No, uh, but there, there and there's times, oversight. Yeah, there's because there's a, if a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. Yeah, I, I was talking to a guy, and he was in a denomination, and he was talking about like the the cafeterias and the the you know stuff like that. Right, and. And he was talking about how it just aggravated him so much because you would see people pulling up in nicer vehicles than he had on their iPhones and coming looking for a handout. Yeah. And I asked him, and, and he thought it was such a good thing, but at the same time he was aggravated at what he was seeing. And I asked him, I said, I said, at what point 
do you deal with the Thessalonians passage? If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. And he kind of looked at me and I said, do you think you're enabling those people? Do you think you're enabling doing wrong? And he said, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's like it's not a good thing. You think it's a good thing. It's not. Right. There needs to be oversight. There needs to be oversight. There's There's oversight. There's rules. There's stipulations. And that all goes into membership. Yeah, goes into being able to support our local church. Yes, and not lo- just financially, right. but involved. Right. We are involved. Yep, we are part of it. We are. We are. Yeah. the church. Yeah, and I think that's that's exactly it. What does it mean to be a member? Involvement, engagement, members of one another. Yeah. is what the scripture says. Absolutely. We are members of one another, and so people should not cast aspersions at the idea of being a member. It's like, no, we are members. We're members of the body. Yeah, absolutely. And get to work. That's right. <laughs> and so that's that's what it means. Whether it's a little, you know, Jesus said she has done what she could. Yeah. So be do, it. Do what we can. Do what we can. If it's just a cup of water, do what we can. Yeah. Don't sell ourselves short either. Right. Because sometimes we think, oh, I can't do much. Yeah, you may be able to do more than you think. Yeah. You know, there's a certain woman who... As far as I could tell, all she did was sew. And yet when she passed, all the widows showed all the things that Dorcas had made. And it's like she had done a good bit to influence others. Yeah. The widow put in her two mites, and Jesus says she's done more than anybody else. And so the Lord looks at things a little differently than we do sometimes. It's the the quality behind everything. It's not always necessarily quantity. There you go. There you go. So membership. Next week, what are we talking about, Daniel? We're supposed to be talking about disciples. Discipleship. That'll be a good one. We'll see if we're still see how rant heavy next week is. I have a feeling next week might be pretty rant heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Daniel. Appreciate everything. I'm gonna throw out one quick thing. Yeah. For us, uh gospel meeting. We have here at Norwalk, we are gonna be having our gospel meeting October eighth through the eleventh. Brother Keith Welch, a person who grew up with this congregation. He's located just on the west side of Akron, Ohio. He's going to be coming up for our gospel. He's going to speak for us October 8th through the 11th. Uh, Monday through Friday, we'll be meeting at 7.30 each night and then our regular times on Sunday. So just start planning for that. If you're able to, if you're hearing this and you're close, we'd love to have you. You got the flyer on the Facebook page. Got the flyer on the Facebook page and everything advertising that way too. There you go. Sounds good. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate you sharing this and studying along with us. Any comments or any ideas? If uh, we, we don't usually say this. If you have anything that you would like for us to talk about, um, any topics you'd like for us to address or any passages or anything like that, uh, feel free to, to leave a comment on Facebook or, or whatever it is. Get word to us and we'll we'll do our best uh, to address it. But we appreciate you studying along with us. We hope you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in as we all strive to walk that straight and narrow path as we look to Jesus.